You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Thursday, March 22nd. We're talking Twins baseball. Pleased to be joined by Twins reporter for MLB.com, Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, let's start with the news developing this afternoon as we tape this podcast on a Thursday. Phil Hughes pitching for perhaps a spot in the rotation, and he looked pretty good. Four and two-thirds innings, one run. How did it look to you, and did he solidify a spot perhaps? Well, definitely a solid start for Hughes. At this point, though, it sounds like he's going to be pitching in long relief to open the year. The Twins are going to go with four starters. Uh, today they announced that uh, Jake Odorizzi is going to start an opening day and then be followed in the rotation by Cal Gibson and Jose Barrios and then Lance Lynn. It allows Jose Barrios to pitch in Puerto Rico uh, in April and mid-April, and it allows Gibson to pitch the home opener. Uh, it sounds like Hughes will probably get his first starter on April 11th. I think the plan before that is to kind of, kind of keep him stretched out and see if he can uh, you know, having a pitcher to be able to start then. Uh, but today he looked good. You know, he threw four and two-thirds, one run, gave a home run, otherwise was solid. Uh, against the Yankees lineup, didn't really send too many guys down here. Um, but good stuff again. Had four strikeouts. His fastball is right around 90-91. Uh, did some high strikeouts on, on fastballs. Sorry, some strikeouts on high fastballs. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point, I'm curious to see how they kind of keep him stretched out, but he is going to be a long reliever. He did make the club, uh, which is kind of one of those question marks coming into, into the spring because of his injury. But, but he said today he's feeling good after the surgery he had last year uh, for thoracic outlet syndrome. So uh, the good thing is he's healthy, but as of right now, he is going to be in long relief. Yeah, manager Paul Mollard, I'm sure, pleased to have even more depth there with the rotation with Hughes pitching well. Uh, Tyler Duffy, uh, kind of the odd man out there, he was optioned down. That was kind of expected with, with Lynn and Odorizzi coming aboard now in the offseason? Yeah, definitely. At this point, with the Twins going with the, you know, the four-man rotation and the fact that yeah, they added you know, Odorizzi and Lynn during spring training, uh, definitely made that, you know, rotation much more crowded. He was told, you know, during uh, the offseason that he'd be a starter this year. At least he'd stretch out to try to start the season. Uh, but with the Twins acquiring those two pitchers, it kind of bumped him down the ladder a little bit. His best chance to make the team was going to be in long relief, uh, but was still he was uh, healthy and available to pitch in long, long relief. It kind of uh, hurt that chances for him to make uh, the club. So as of right now, he's going to go to a triple-A and stay in long relief there and kind of do like kind of a piggybacking role. He'll go probably – you know, three or four innings here and there in different spurts behind uh, starting pitchers. But the Twins still, you know, obviously like Duffy, a guy that can come up as he pitches well and then pitch kind of in a multi-inning role in relief. Uh, just right now, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's a roster crunch, uh, and he's just one of those guys who kind of had to put in AAA because of uh, that roster crunch. Let's switch gears now, Right, Let's talk about the bullpen. Uh, it's becoming more clear now with Fernando Rodney as the closer. But you wrote that um, one guy could be left off, could be the odd man out, despite having a really nice spring, and that's, Gabriel Moya. Uh, do you think Moya will be the guy that's left off that bullpen roster? Ultimately, I do just because same thing in numbers game. And some of it just has to do with options and everything too as well. Uh, you know, the Twins made three signings this offseason, you know, inciting Fernando Rodney and, and Zach Duke and Addison Reed, and they're obviously going to all make the team, uh, as well as some guys that have been around, Ryan Presley, Taylor Rogers, and Hildenberger had a nice rookie year last year. Uh, you got to figure they're all going to make the team kind of leaving that one spot in the back end of the bullpen available. So at this point, it's between Moya and Rule 5 reliever Tyler Kinley. Uh, Kinley has had a nice spring, showing really good stuff. You know, he's been throwing up to 99 miles per hour with a, a slider that's 92 miles per hour. Uh, but Moya's been really good this spring. And another scoreless inning today, I believe the ERA is right around one. Uh, so it's kind of one of those tough cuts that might have to happen just because, you know, it's Kinley being a Rule 5 guy. They obviously have to offer him back uh, to the Marlins. Uh, just because of the nature of the Rule 5. you know, So I'm curious to see what they do here. They could obviously trade for Kinley as well if they wanted to, to keep him on the roster without having to have him 
you know, kind of be subject to the Rule 5 rules. Um, but Moyes had a nice break. He might be one of those tough cuts there at the end there. Uh, that probably doesn't deserve to get sent down, but the Twins actually have some depth now, um, and it could definitely happen. Let's switch gears now and look at the lineup. A lot of focus, of course, on Jorge Polanco. That's been a big story in the last week in baseball, all the sports, really. Polanco suspended 80 games, testing positive for PEDs. Tough blow for the team, no question about it. How has he handled it, teammates handled it, and coaches as well? Well, so far he's met with the media and talked with us about it and was apologetic. He didn't really get into details much. Um, he also met with his teammates and the entire you know, coaching staff and some of the front office members, too, as well. Uh, the other day on Wednesday, just to kind of get in front of the team and, you know, I think I apologize a little bit for, for what he did. I don't know how much he got into specifics about exactly what he did. You know, he released a statement on Sunday saying that he believed it was a tainted uh, test from taking a, a, a combination of B12. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see, you know, exactly what will come of it. But I, I, at this point, you know, I think the teammates for the most part, you know, support him just because, you know, they're, they're a team. But it's obviously a tough situation because, he, you know, the guy was supposed to be a big part of this team. You know, last year had a great second half. Was kind of primed to be the shortstop of the future, um, and now he's out for half the season. You know, that can scramble a little bit. You know, luckily they have Eduardo Escobar, who's still been capably at third base last year. Um, and you know, when Sano was hurt, so you got to figure Escobar is going to get a lot of the playing time at shortstop. And uh, Ray Adrianzo will also be a, kind of a backup there. Um, and the surprising news today was that Eric Ibar is not going to make the team. So they're not going to have an extra infielder, at least in the short term. Uh, while Polanco's out. Uh, so it kind of has a ripple effect across the whole roster there. But I do think the players, for the most part, have been supportive of him. It's just a tough situation because they know that uh, he's a big part of a team that really wants to contend this year. Staying on the subject, uh, just another question about Polanco. I always wonder those type of situations before the season, at least the team, I would think, has a little time to sort of deal with it and process it and move forward. But do you sense it's deflating for the clubhouse, or are they ready to get behind a guy like Eduardo Escobar and say, okay, next man up, your turn to step up now and help this team win games? I think they have more of that next man up mentality just because they know that Escobar can fill in there pretty capably, and then Adrian is a good defender there too. Um, but it is tough. It's a timing similar thing with two years ago. Sorry, it was actually three years ago, now, 2015, when Urban Santana had the same thing suspended. I think it was three days before the home opener, uh, and it was just not a good situation right before the start of the season. It could be a little deflating. Um, but even that team, you know, 2015, surprised and, uh, you know, kind of was, uh, in, you know, in the postseason race until the, you know, the last, second to last day of the season. So um, it, in that sense, it, I think early in that year, they were definitely a little deflated. So you never really know. It's hard to predict how it will go. But I think at this point, this team right now is a lot more depth than they've had in recent years. So they can kind of absorb this blow a little bit better than they could have uh, in recent years. Yeah, and you mentioned that depth threat. Um, last question for you. With the ceiling of this team, even with the setback now of Polanco, the additions of Lynn and Odorizzi, um, obviously they get to the wild card game last year, making the playoffs. What's the ceiling this year? Is the thought, okay, now we have to improve on that mark, or is it just, okay, let's get back to the postseason, that's the goal. Where do you feel uh, the ceiling is for this team? Well, I think they'd love to obviously win the division, but at the same time, you know, the Indians on paper – are a better team than the Twins and just have better pitching overall than the Twins do. Although adding, you know, Odorizzi and Lynn did help, you know, kind of close that gap a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think that just getting back to the postseason, you know, and even as a wildcard team would be a success. Um, but the big thing is they don't, want to, they don't want to be one and done. You know, last year I got to New York, had an early lead against the Yankees, um, wanted to see it slip away and then lost that game. And sure enough, the Yankees, you know, were only one win away from the World Series. So um, I think the kind of goal is to get into the postseason and see what they can do from there. I think they believe this year their rotation is much more, uh, you know, better suited to, to kind of win a postseason series. Last year, heading into postseason, 
But they got Urban Santana. It was hurt at the time a little bit. Now that we look back with his finger injury, you know, you had Barrios and Gibson, but otherwise it didn't have much depth beyond those guys. Whereas this year now you've got, you know, Lance Williams pitching the World Series. Uh, you know, Nota Rizzi has been a veteran who's had some success with the Rays and Urban. And now, you know, you got Jose another year into his development. And, and, and Gibson, if he can continue his strong second half, they actually have more of a legitimate rotation this time. So um, I think that's kind of the goal is to try to get into that postseason and see what happens. Um, but, yeah, definitely a lot higher expectations this year. Uh, compared to last season. Yeah, definitely a lot of an interesting mix of talent in that in that rotation, young and old in terms of age as well. So it would be interesting to say how see how that all plays out. Red Bollinger, thanks so much for the time as always, my friend. Great work. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.